And we're back going through the Constitution line by line. Now we've made it all the way to the 26th Amendment, (laughs) which has to do with the right to vote for 18-year-olds. Yes, indeed. Paul Fabrizio, political science. I'm a history professor. What's our line? Don Frazier is your name. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't even introduce myself. <laughs> He's just history professor. Well, we <laughs> I'm America's history professor. <laughs> there you go. All right. Roll that in the lower third. Please. Okay. 26th Amendment. Uh, here we go. It was proposed, get this, March 23rd, 1971, and ratified June 30th, 1971. That's fast. It took three months to get this done. In other words, this is one of those ideas whose time had come. Well, because we just drafted a whole... Well, you read it and I'll tell you. Okay. The right of citizens of the United States who are 18 years of age or older to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of age. And section two, the Congress shall have the power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. Short and sweet. Well, we just spent years of drafting 18-year-olds and sending them to Vietnam, Vietnam. Yes. so they could go to Nam and get killed, but they couldn't vote. vote. Yeah. So this is why it caught up and took such a short amount of time. Yeah. Because everybody said, you know, what we've just been through has been lunacy. Yeah. And we're going to fix some things. This is is as much to honor those boys that went to Vietnam, men and women, and went to Vietnam as it is yes, to do anything else. In essence, to correct a historic mistake. Yeah, I mean, if you're old enough to go to Afghanistan today, you're old enough to vote. Now, here's a question for you. Why didn't this same amendment occur after World War II or during World War II or during World War I? Yeah, because we were still sending 18-year-olds, 18-year-olds over there then. Yeah. I think it's the anti-war protest movement. Right. I mean, those were good wars. Right. This was a not-so-good war. And so those wars, they, the guys went, did their job, came back, and then made a lot of babies Yes, and settled into middle-class life if they could get it. And uh, these guys came back and were spit upon and put upon, and, I mean, they were just treated horribly. Yeah. So this is one way to where the nation could essentially extend a mea culpa. Right. And say, you know what? You're right. If you're old enough to go to war, you're old enough to vote. Right. Now, there's a foot, there's a movement afoot now to lower the voting age to 16. Right. How do you feel about that? Well, let me first make a comment about this amendment. Okay, you do your Okay. You do you. And this, that will As 16 then, year olds would say. And that will lead then to my answer to the 16 okay. year olds. And that is the thinking was with this amendment, young people would vote. Correct. Turns out they don't. They don't. Okay. The group that is least likely to vote are the youngest voters, 18 to 21 years of age. I hate to say it, but for the most part, they don't turn out. They don't, they don't turn, turn out. out in primary elections. They don't turn out in general elections. They don't turn out at presidential elections. They don't turn out at mayoral elections. They just don't turn out. And You get some very earnest ones that end oh, up in front of a television camera. Yeah. But they do not represent the rank and file that's swilling beer, eating pizza, or 
Right. Skin. Whatever I mean, they do. I, I mean, this whatever is, the young people do these days. What, what, this is going to sound horrible, but one of the ways I look at whether a candidate is going to be successful or not is are they spending a significant amount of time targeting young voters? If they are, they're wasting their time and they're not going to be successful. They're pushing a rope, as they say. Okay. I think about Bernie Sanders running for the Republican. Uh, the Democratic nomination in 2016. So there he was organizing college campuses. Feeling the burn. Feeling the burn. Failing to realize that in some cases those college campuses would have spring break the same week as voting taking place. Yeah, correct. And that wasn't accidental, by the way. Um, That's how the state set it up because they didn't want young people to vote. Bernie would try to get young people to vote despite those obstacles, and they wouldn't turn out. Okay. You know, I've only. I've. It's interesting that you mentioned that spring break. I missed a local election mm-hmm. because my you were plane in spring break. No, down in Panama sort of, City. I was drinking. actually going to Italy, but uh, it was a runoff election, mm-hmm. and I had to leave town before the absentee ballot or absentee voting opened. Right. And the only way to get an absentee ballot was to tell them which hotel I was going to be at in Italy. Yeah. You know, they it, it became impossible for me to vote. In that runoff election. Yeah. And the guy only won by 85 votes. Yeah, I know. So I could have been vote 86 for him if I'd have voted that way. Yeah. But I didn't get a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Your circumstance just bumped up against the rules. Yeah, just bumped up against the rules. And I would argue here in Texas we have pretty generous rules. It's not hard to go vote. Yeah. But you were an example where you couldn't. Yeah. Um, But young people we expected them to vote in 1972 there was a good number who did participate well sure because it's new and fresh and cool and then that ended it and you look about it since then and in some cases 25 percent of young people vote some cases it's down to 12 percent of young people who vote young people and that just doesn't don't even vote. yeah and so, that doesn't break it up by market segment either yeah so the the question is why do we even want to entertain the idea that 16-year-olds will vote? You know, th- there's an argument that 16-year-olds are in school. They are getting all this attention focused on the election because of their teachers. And so, therefore, they're going to be eager participants. Okay, those same arguments were used to get 18-year-olds to vote, that they're in school or they're fighting for their life. Yeah. So, so they, they have, have vested all interest. the reason yeah. to vote, and yet they still don't vote. It, I'm sorry. You know, somebody wants to do it, great, but I doubt we're going to get many 16-year-olds Why don't we get 12-year-olds to vote? You know, and the, the question is, at what point do you say, no, no one, they're too young to vote? And, you know, it comes down to what are the qualifications to be a voter? What do we ask of our voter? We don't Correct. do this, by the way, at the opposite side. It turns out that if you want to commit fraud in election, what you do is you mess with older voters. Go to the old folks' homes. You go to old folks' homes. You go to hospitals. You go to nursing homes. And that's where there's the greatest fraud. So if we're going to extend the franchise to 16-year-olds, I'm not sure what criteria we want to use. Should we ask questions about those who are older? And as I'm heading that way, I don't want that. I want to be able to vote even if I'm not mentally all there. Just because 
I've earned it <laughs> by being an American. <laughs> Doctor comes in and says, "Sorry, you can't vote anymore." See what criteria? I mean, yeah, what criteria? I mean, do see, you use? That's we are point. using an age criteria now to determine who should vote. It used to be it was race, yeah, was a criteria to vote. Then gender. gender, we got rid of those. Now we're just using age, and that's really the only and felony status yeah. in many states. Um, so. What is age implying? That they're smart enough or they have enough life experience? My experience. Go ahead, please. Is that college men don't really get their wits about them until the second semester, sophomore year. I mean, you can watch them all of a sudden grab traction. College women usually show up and it takes them about four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, and then they're in. Yeah. Men. Year and a half. Okay, and you're talking about college students. I'm talking about college students who are already 18. Yeah, and you realize that almost half of young adults never go to college. Correct. So, But I'm just saying, I bet the rule applies to non-college students mm-hmm. in that same age bracket. Yeah. They're really, if you want to talk about maturity and grab it on to you know, what's going on, as a general rule, my observations, based on no scientific process, is that they're usually – 19 and a half pushing 20 before before they really you know start maturing to the point and i think psychologists would tell you that there's some cerebral formation going on still what what they're saying now is that continues on until their mid-20s and you know we don't let people drink until they're 21 yeah and so and i saw something earlier this this year where someone was saying you really don't become an adult until you're 39. Wow. Okay, which you go back 150 years ago, you died at 40. Yeah, you're dead at 40. You know? <laughs> 39, you're already a major general in yeah. the Civil War with, you know, experience in the Mexican War behind yeah. you. So. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It, this leads to the question that we have never answered. Should there be qualifications to vote um, besides those that we're born with you know i mean should we give tests literacy tests we've already done with done not literacy with. tests citizenship tests. citizenship tests That's should we test people about their knowledge about politics okay and i mean how would you and how could you ever write a fair question i don't know I don't know. And, you know, the other thing I think about, in a, you know, on this amendment, but it's, it leads to larger questions about voting, is you look at a ballot and all the different offices that we vote for. Yeah. And it is just about impossible to have knowledge about all of those candidates. There's a lot of Texas Supreme Court and circuit judges that I voted for that I'd never heard of before. And the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals. And look at, this is my job, and there are people I have voted for and voted against. I don't have any reason. I I know nothing about them. Never seen any advertising, never been to their website. Didn't like those consonants next to each other, so I don't vote for them. Yeah, or I decided I'm only going to vote for women this time or only men. I mean, you know, there's just things you just don't know. Yeah, And, and it's unknowable. And these are all questions that are, in the end, at the heart of democracy. Yeah. And they're really all wrapped up around who should vote and who shouldn't vote. Should I be voting for the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals? I don't pay any attention to that court. Yeah. 
Okay. Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank I goodness. mean, if you memorized all the judges uh, in the Court of Criminal Appeals, I would start looking askance yeah, at you. At least I That's know where today's their office word, is. Askance. Yes. But at least I know where their office is, but, and I would guess that a lot of people don't know where their headquarters, where their court is. But, I mean, what should we do? I don't know. The United States, anybody can vote once you turn 18. It's a sloppy business we're engaged in. It sure is. And yet it is out of this sloppy business that life and death decisions are made. Yeah. By very fallible people. Ah. It's awfully <laughs> inefficient for the most powerful nation on earth. Yeah. But there's no way of fixing it. When was this proposed? You said early 70s? Yeah, this, and it went very fast. Yeah, this was springtime, 1971. Wow. Okay, so that's our line. That's our line. Guess what we're doing next time? The last, the last amendment. The very last amendment. If you've made it all the way to this point, extra points for you. Yay. You get an you. American citizenship medal. <laughs> all right, we'll pick up the 27th Amendment next time.